Mean Old Lion Media presents Pregnancy Pearls. Meet Dr. Nicole Plenty, a double board certified OBGYN and high risk pregnancy expert. She's brilliant, well researched, and feisty. Growing tired of seeing complications of pregnancy that could have been prevented, she wanted a way to empower women through knowledge because, as she says, all doctors aren't created equal. This quest to educate women birthed this podcast, Pregnancy Pearls, with Dr. Plenty. Thanks for listening to Pregnancy Pearls with me, Dr. Nicole Plenty. Today, we're going to talk about holiday travel. So I know a lot of you guys are eager to celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas, but we really do have to take a few extra precautions this year. With the rates of COVID-19 soaring again, it's super important that you stay safe if you travel during the pandemic or if your family is traveling to see you. Currently, there are over 11 million cases of COVID-19 and there have been 245 deaths. So we need to take this thing seriously and we need to be really, really smart. First off, you should know the state mandates. Some states are requiring everyone to wear masks. Others aren't. Some states require a mandatory 14-day quarantine once you arrive in the state. Others aren't. If that's your state, meaning if your state has a 14-day quarantine mandate. This could mean once you get back, you can't go out in public and you can't go to work for 14 days or that you must get tested before you return. So make sure you know that. So before we get started in our cases, let's go through a couple of things that you need to be aware of before you travel and a couple of travel tips from me so that you can be safe this um holiday season. So the first thing is make sure you have plenty of time to isolate. I recommend that anyone traveling to your home isolates for 14 days before coming to your home to ensure they don't have symptoms of COVID-19. At that point, even if they were an asymptomatic carrier, they would have cleared the virus before they arrived to your home. Two, get tested. Now, the CDC does not recommend testing before gatherings because that would just be a waste of resources. But it does recommend that if you've been exposed or in a high exposure group, you should get tested. So if you have family members that are coming to your home, they should get tested if they're in this high risk group and if they can't quarantine. And if you're going to someone else's home, you should get tested as well if you're in a high-risk group. So you don't want to inadvertently expose your family members to COVID-19 or get exposed. The third tip is research state mandates to see if quarantining is required once you arrive in that state. So you don't want to go to that state and be stuck there for 14 days or return home and be stuck in your house for 14 days. So make sure you know the mandates of the state you're going to and the quarantining mandates when you get back. The fourth tip, ask your family about exposures and their daily practices. So you may think that you're being rude, obnoxious, nosy, but it's really the safest thing to do. And if they are not taking precautions and wearing masks every day, Even if they're working from home, they shouldn't be welcomed in your home, especially if they're not willing to get tested. So sorry, but not sorry. You need to ask them, hey, where are you going? Are you going out at night? Are you going to bars? Are you going to gatherings? 
Are you going out to eat? Because if they're doing those things, those are high risk activities and they could potentially be asymptomatic carriers or have contracted COVID-19 and not known it and then not become symptomatic until after they leave your home, which exposes everybody that's there. So please ask your family members about their habits. The fifth tip, if you're in a warm state, host holiday meals outside, have a barbecue, have a cute little tent set up and move the gathering outside. That way you are, you can be socially distanced and you're not circulating COVID air throughout your house and you're less likely to get infected that way. If you decide to travel, the sixth tip is crucial. Do not carpool. Do not go and get your cousins a couple blocks away and put them in your car. Your car should have your household. Everybody else's car should have their household. Do not carpool. That is how families are getting very, very sick and infected. So I'm sorry, if you are a party of one, you should remain a car of one and go to the family gathering outside and not picking up people along the way. Tip seven, wear a mask while traveling. So this basically pertains to in the airport. Obviously, you don't need to wear a mask if you're with your family members in your own car. But if you are um, traveling on a flight, most, um, most travel restrictions mandate that you wear a mask on the plane, but it doesn't necessarily mandate that you wear a mask in the airport. So it's really important to realize that you are more likely to catch COVID-19 waiting on your baggage or checking into your flight than when you're actually on the plane. So wear a mask while you're traveling. As soon as you exit your car, put the mask on, protect yourself. You don't need to get sick. Tip number eight, if you take a flight, Eat before the flight or after the flight. Don't eat during the flight. And if you're like, oh, no, I upgraded to first class just so I can eat this little meal in a box. No, don't do that. Get you some food on the way to the airport and get you some food when you get off the flight. Don't take your mask off and expose yourself on the plane. Keep your mask on at all times. You do. You can wait two hours to eat again. Like, just don't eat on the plane. Like that's the safest thing to do. Do not eat during the flight. The ninth tip. So if you are traveling, don't stay in family houses. It may be convenient to stay with your family. It may save you money to stay with the family, but it breeds cross-contamination. You're breathing the same air of all these people that are coming from different places and bunking out on the floors and sofas in family homes. Do not do that. Even if you have your own room in the family home, don't stay there. If you're going to travel for a family gathering, get a hotel room, okay? Get a hotel room. Do not stay with your family, okay? Because you don't know who's gonna be an asymptomatic carrier. You should try to socially distance when you get there have your gathering outside. If you're going to eat, eat away from your family. And then you can go somewhere else where they've sterilized things and make sure that there's UV filters in place so that you don't contract COVID-19. So don't stay with the family and cross-contaminate that way. And my 10th tip, it has to do with traveling in general. Wear compression socks. You're pregnant or either postpartum. You have a higher risk 
of getting a blood clot in your leg that can travel to your lung. That's called a deep vein thrombosis and a pulmonary emboli, if, embolus if it's in your lung. If you're traveling for long periods of time, i.e. more than two hours in a car, or if you're taking a flight, doesn't matter how long it is, you should have compression socks on to decrease your risk of getting blood clots in your leg or your lung. So those are my 10 tips for the holiday travel. So now we will go to our cases for the day. So medical intern, what's our first case? Our first case is a 32-year-old woman who is 24 weeks pregnant with her second child. She's planning to travel to her family's home in Alabama for Thanksgiving. However, she was recently admitted to the hospital with COVID-19 at the beginning of this month. She had an ICU stay for a day and was then kept in a regular bed for four days. She was discharged from the hospital on November the 9th. She still has a cough, but hasn't had a fever since the day before discharge. Is it safe for her to travel for Thanksgiving? So um, this case is like so many other cases that I get consults on almost daily because of the number of COVID cases that I see here in Texas. So if you don't know, Texas has the highest number of COVID cases um, per day as of right now. And so I see COVID cases all the time. And unfortunately, people that are pregnant can get COVID. They're more not more likely to get COVID. It's not like they're more susceptible. But um, because of just sheer numbers, I am seeing a lot of pregnant people with, with COVID. So the CDC says that if you have COVID-19, you should wait 14 days from the last day that you are symptomatic to consider yourself somewhat COVID free. And you still have to have that test of cure, meaning a negative test um, two weeks after that to make sure you don't have COVID. But if you're working from home, that test of cure is not necessarily mandatory for you to resume work. You can be assumed negative two weeks after your, um, your last day of symptoms. In this case, this patient has had symptoms on uh, it's November 9th, she got discharged. She had a last fever November 8th, but she still has symptoms even right now. And right now, this is going to be less than two weeks before Thanksgiving. So, no, she cannot travel for the holiday because she can still be symptomatic. Um, and we don't know how long this cough is going to be present. A cough is a symptom of COVID-19. So let's go back over the symptoms of COVID-19. Usually people get loss of uh, smell, dizziness, fatigue, a headache. They can get a cough, shortness of breath. Um, some people get dizziness. Some people uh, have diarrhea, loss of appetite, nausea, vomiting, and generalized muscle aches, pain, and fatigue. So all of those are symptoms of COVID-19. If you're experiencing any of those, you should not be around people. You can spread this virus if you have those symptoms. And if you haven't been tested and you have those symptoms, you need to get tested because you likely do have COVID-19. And like we say in the medical world, if you have any symptom of COVID-19, you have COVID-19 until proven otherwise. So you need to take precautions. So while you still have that cough and that cough is lingering, then you need to consider yourself highly infectious and quarantine away from your family and friends. 
So, um, unfortunately, that means that you need to do things virtually. And hopefully, you have skill enough that you can cook your own Thanksgiving meal. And if you don't or you don't feel up to it because you're not feeling well, then you can order your food via, you know, Uber Eats or Grubhub. And they can deliver your food right to your front door. It's contactless delivery. You pick it up from your front porch and then you can have yourself a feast and have a little sparkling cider on the side. That way, make yourself feel festive. You know, go ahead and decorate if you want. And um, that's if you're feeling up to it. If you don't feel up to it, you know, obviously, if you have COVID, it's really important to stay hydrated and really important to keep your nutrition status up. So you do need to eat something. But the most important thing is making sure you stay hydrated and make sure your family knows that you have COVID so they can check on you during the holiday season. So the case pearl for this case is you must be asymptomatic for 14 days after your last day of symptoms before traveling, okay? And realistically, you should get a test of cure um, to make sure that you are negative before exposing your family members. So medical intern, do we have a second case for the day? We do. Our second case is a 42-year-old African-American woman who is 17 weeks pregnant. She has never had COVID-19, but has a history of type 2 diabetes and high blood pressure. She's very excited because this is her first child, which she conceived through IVF. She and her husband plan to host a large Thanksgiving gathering and have a gender reveal party since family members will be in town. She's expecting about 50 family members to attend so far. However, she's concerned about her risk for COVID-19. She would like to know what her risks are and she's asking, should she get tested? So this patient has a couple of risk factors for getting really sick with COVID-19. So, um, As I was saying previously, pregnant women are not at a higher risk of contracting COVID-19. It doesn't work like that. It's not like because you're pregnant, you are, you know, more contagious, more contagious or you're more likely to contract it or you're more likely to even spread it. It doesn't work like that. But if you get COVID-19 during pregnancy, you are a lot more likely to get severe illness requiring ICU admission And so you need to take this thing seriously. And now we know that COVID-19 can cross the placenta and your baby can potentially get exposed to COVID-19. And we don't know all that it does in in a fetus, in an unborn baby. So we need to take precautions because... We haven't studied the long-term effects of COVID-19 spread during pregnancy. We know that some of those little babies can have strokes. Um, We see evidence of strokes. We know the placentas can become um, enlarged and appear very macerated, which can put babies at risk for being small. Small babies have a higher risk of stillbirth. So if you get COVID-19, you do have a higher risk of stillbirth. So, But we don't know what it causes with cognition, okay? Meaning, does it cause mental delay in those babies that contracted COVID-19 while they were inside the uterus? We don't have data on that because this virus has not been around long enough for us to study long-term data. So you have risk factors for this to happen and you have risk factors for your baby to get COVID-19. So your risk factors are one, you're 42. 
So people that are older in pregnancy have a high risk of stillbirth just in general. People that are over, older with COVID-19 have an extremely high risk of stillbirth. So 42. Anybody over age 35 is considered advanced maternal age. So that's one risk factor of getting severe disease and other complications. Type 2 diabetes in itself is a high, high risk factor even outside of pregnancy. People with type 2 diabetes get really sick. You have a much higher risk of death uh, with COVID-19 than pretty much any other population other than uh, people that have uh, heart disease. And then her third risk factor is that she has high blood pressure. And so people that have high blood pressure have underlying vascular disease. And we know that COVID-19 can cause vascular damage. And that's how it also causes pulmonary fibrosis, meaning your lungs can't expand and take in air the way they normally would. And if you already have underlying vascular damage, then oxygen can't cross or diffuse into your lungs from your from your vessels as well as they can in other people that don't have vascular disease. So it's crucial that you take extra steps to protect yourself. Um, this is an IVF pregnancy for you. Um, so for the listeners, IVF stands for in vitro fertilization, which means that she used either her egg or a donor egg and that egg was fertilized with sperm, either her husband's sperm or somebody else's sperm, so a donor sperm. And then once fertilization occurred, then that embryo or first couple of live cells that make a baby were implanted into the uterus for it to implant and grow um, as a pregnancy. So this is a very high risk pregnancy in itself. Um, IVF pregnancies have an increased risk of having issues with blood pressure um, called preeclampsia, which is when you have high blood pressure and vascular damage that puts you at risk for eclampsia, which is a seizure in pregnancy, which has a whole bunch of other issues. So she's at risk for that because of the IVF. She's at risk for that preeclampsia because of diabetes. And she's at risk because she is a black woman. Um, she's also at high risk of getting serious disease because of those same risk factors. So in discussing her risk factors, that's what they are. She has a lot of them. She is high risk for getting sick during this pregnancy. So she needs to take extreme precaution. Should she get tested? Well, not necessarily, right? So if you are not doing high risk activities, like you're not going to church in public, you're not where you know you're not going to grocery stores without wearing a mask you're not in large gatherings and things like that then you don't just need to get tested and you're not symptomatic and you haven't been exposed to anybody you don't need to get tested just to get tested before your large family gathering however people that are coming to the family gathering probably should get tested or quarantined so you need to make sure that you don't have people exposing you and your pregnancy to COVID. And I would argue that 50 family members is a lot of people that you have to worry about being exposed to. I mean, it's one thing to have four or five family members that you can individually talk to about their exposures and make sure they're self-quarantining. But 50, that's almost impossible to make sure that they're all wearing masks and they're all quarantining and they're, they're not around anybody else that's been exposed and they're not working out in gyms. 
You can't really do that with 50 family members. And I know that she's excited. This is her first child and she wants to celebrate with her family and wants to reveal the gender. But you don't want to get COVID and have this precious pregnancy that you worked so hard to have right now. Get infected with COVID-19 and then you're having a baby that could have some long-term devastating effects of this virus later on. I would say the smartest thing to do is not host this many people at your house. Limit the amount of people you're having at your house um, and don't have 50 family members attend. Have those family members just do something virtual. You can have a drive-by um, gender reveal party, meaning everybody can be outside. They can drive by in their cars and you can hold up the gender. They can drop their gift off to you. You can wear a mask while doing so, but you don't need that many people in your home. That is really, really, really important. You don't need people in your home like that. You are too high risk to have that. And you do not need 50 people. Limit the amount of people if you have to do something at all. So I know I went on a vent because I feel like I have this case often that people want to do these joint gender reveal parties at the same time as major holidays. I think I've been asked about this kind of stuff four or five times this week alone. This is not the time to host a gender reveal party in conjunction with Thanksgiving or Christmas. Do not do it. It is putting you it's putting it's putting you in a high exposure group and you are more likely to contract the virus than not having this many people gathered in in your house. I don't know any venues where you can socially distance 50 people in one home. I mean, that's that that's not smart. So, case pearl, when in doubt, kick people out. You don't need 50 people in your home. They don't need to be there. They need to get out. So it's best not to host large gatherings to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Are there any email cases uh, this week from our podcast listeners? Yes, ma'am. This one that says, Dr. Plenty, hi. My husband is pretty adamant that we go visit his family in New Jersey for either Christmas or Thanksgiving. His mother has been very sick and was recently diagnosed with ovarian cancer, so he really wants to see her soon. He has two sisters who has invited us down to stay with them for the holiday. I don't want to be rude or dismissive, but I'm 28 weeks pregnant and concerned about my safety and the safety of my baby. After 32 weeks, I read it's not safe to travel, so Christmas is somewhat out of the question. What should I do? Our listener is correct. So after 32 weeks, um, even during, even not during a pandemic, it's not really safe to travel. So you have a, a much higher risk of you getting on a flight to um, to uh, go into labor because of the pressure, the cabin pressure. Um, and it also increases your risk of having uh, blood clots in your legs. So it's not advised to travel after 32 weeks. Additionally, after 32 weeks, because some people are at higher risk for going to preterm labor, you don't want to travel somewhere in your late third trimester and then be delivering somewhere someone doesn't know you and doesn't have your records. So that's why it's advised for you not to travel after the 32nd week. So you're 28 weeks now. So the the real question is, even though you're under 32 weeks and you'll be under 32 weeks at the time of Thanksgiving, should you be traveling anyway? Because you have a couple of things going on and your family members have a couple of things going on. So, you know, 
28 weeks is not, if you're getting on a flight, that's still risky. Like it's still risky to get on a flight at 28 weeks because now you're, you're into the third trimester at that point. And so I would argue that I would not be flying at 28 weeks. Um, if you're going to do a car ride, you need to stop every two hours and make sure you're walking to reduce your risk of blood clots in your leg or your lung. But that's outside of the pandemic. Right now, there's a pandemic going on. And so if you're talking about a family gathering with someone that's pregnant, that's just not the smartest thing to do. If you have to do it, um, as I said before, follow the 10 tips that I outlined. You know, make sure that you're socially distancing if you can. New Jersey is cold, so I doubt that they're going to have anything outside. Um, so you're going to be inside. So you do need to take precautions. Wear your mask if you absolutely uh, have to go. Um, I understand that your mother-in-law is sick, and so your husband wants to see her. That may be a case that maybe your husband goes to see her before Thanksgiving, or maybe you go see her before or after Thanksgiving, meaning between the holidays, so that you're not exposed to so many people. And maybe you guys should see the family and her virtually instead to avoid large family gatherings. I do understand the importance of making sure you're seeing and supporting family members, but you don't have to necessarily see and support them during that particular holiday. See them between the holidays. See them beginning of December, plan a trip there and make sure you wear a mask, make sure you're socially distancing, make sure you're washing your hands um, and make sure that if you if you have any um, symptoms, you get tested before you go and make sure you can quarantine two weeks before you go and two weeks after you come back if you can't get tested when you come back. But um, I don't think that the time to go would be on Thanksgiving or on Christmas um, to avoid large gatherings of the family. 32 weeks, yes, Christmas is out of the question because you're going to be too far along. So right now, for me, I would say travel after the holiday and do something virtually during the holiday. Additionally, we have to remember that your mother-in-law has cancer. And I know people want to see your mother-in-law to support her and be there for her. But people that have cancer are at extreme high risk of passing away if they get COVID-19. So... Your family needs to be aware. Maybe you need to be the person to remind them that, hey, she doesn't need to have people in the house. Like not just you being pregnant, but her in general, she does not need to be exposed to a lot of people because she is in a higher risk category even than you being pregnant. She can get COVID-19 and it could really put her back in her progress for chemotherapy and or radiation, because if she gets symptomatic, then they're stopping chemo and they're stopping uh, radiation, which can mean that her cancer is going to progress. And even if they don't stop it, even if she gets COVID and she's not under treatment right now, she can get really, really sick. Cancer is one of those high risk conditions where if you get COVID, you can die. So I would 
encourage your husband to tell tell his sisters, hey, this is not the time to be around mom. Maybe they can take turns visiting her with a mask on and supporting her with a mask on and then ordering Thanksgiving, you know, um, and having it delivered to her. Or if they have to do something, make sure they're all distance away from her um, so that she is not exposed to COVID-19. So that's really, really, really important. And so my case pearl for this emailed case is do not travel if you don't have to. And if you're in a high risk group, please practice precautions to decrease your risk of contracting COVID-19 and make sure your family members do the same. So to wrap up our holiday travel, I want to say um, happy Thanksgiving to everyone listening um, as this episode should air on Thanksgiving Day. Um, I wish your family a very blessed and safe holiday season. Please make sure you are practicing my 10 tips that were outlined earlier in the podcast episode and make sure to continue to advocate for it, not only yourself, but for your family members to take care of themselves. So thanks so much for listening to Pregnancy Pearls podcast. Go ahead and share the podcast and this episode with your friends and family who are pregnant, planning to get pregnant, or who just want women's health tips. If you or someone you know has had pregnancy complications or a unique pregnancy situation, let me know about it. Email me at pregnancypearls at gmail.com to hear your topic or case discussed on one of our podcast episodes. Also, remember to follow me on Instagram at pregnancy underscore pearls and Facebook at pregnancy pearls. Also, make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash pregnancy pearls with Dr. Pliny for more quick talks about pregnancy complications. In closing, remember to advocate for yourself. You are your biggest advocate and no one knows what's going on with your body except for you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Pregnancy Pearls is hosted by Dr. Nicole Lee Plenty. Produced by Nicole Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Find Pregnancy Pearls on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice for diagnosis or treatment of individual medical conditions. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with specific questions questions regarding a medical condition. Pregnancy Pearls is a mean old lion media production.